1: that's our scroll yeah that was the <laughs> we're gonna talk about star wars today yeah, there we go. That's what I was waiting <laughs> for. Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging
2: genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show
1: with your hosts, Jared Bradberg, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. Man, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Um, we uh, A couple weeks ago, we got a huge... Reveal, you remember this? Uh, Yeah, so there was was like 10 future Star Wars projects. Ah, yes, that were just movies and TV shows. Um, revealed, and then a couple days ago, it was revealed Lucasfilm Games, which was a thing back in like the 80s. Uh, George Lucas started Lucasfilm's games, which became LucasArts, um, which made all the Star Wars games. Lucasfilm Games was remade. It I had was, no idea. It was reforged, and um, so they announced that Ubisoft, massive the the company. So massive is like a subsidiary to Ubisoft, and um, Ubisoft makes a lot of like the Assassin's Creed games, uh, the Division, Ghost Recon. Halo. No, they don't make Halo. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Um, they're working on a huge open-world Star Wars game. There's no, like, details. There's oh. nothing. There's, like, there's n- there's no information about it yet other than it's in production. So what does that That's mean? That's so dope. EA has officially lost its exclusive rights to Star Wars, which is amazing because that means that Lucasfilm Games can now, like, go to other producers even even like smaller producers and whatever, and they can get good Star Wars games make, made again, because um, EA has struggled within the last couple years. Although they've released some good ones in the last like two years, we had Jedi Fallen Order, which was fantastic, and then Star Wars Squadrons, which uh, was sort of a niche game, but I've really enjoyed it. And then, um, but they've also released some really shitty ones too. So Battlefront Two became really awesome after it sucked at release. But anyway, so yeah, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Finally. It's always a good time to be a Star Wars (laughs) fan, except during the last... Yeah. So now, put your Jedi robes on, Bones.
2: They've been on, dude. Get your lightsaber
1: out. Because we're going to talk about things that were, things that are, and some things that have not yet come to pass.
2: I'm in a trance.
1: That's a little Lord of the Rings reference. I pulled it out for the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so last year we did our Star Wars episode and I remember we touched on some key points like that was before Mandalorian had even come out. Mm. So we're going to touch on the Mandalorian real briefly and mm-hmm. then, or maybe not real briefly. We're going to touch on the Mandalorian. We're going to touch it a lot.
2: We're going to touch it a lot. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, The Rise of Skywalker came out since our last our last episode about Star Wars, I like yeah. to call it the state of star wars i think that's the I think I like that and yeah then, yearly um, yearly state of Star Wars, yep, and then we also had season seven of the Clone Wars, which came out um which you know some people like some people don't, but uh I liked it, yeah, yeah, it's good, so my c- review of it
2: was the it was good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was good So, yeah, there's been some things We also talked briefly about the fact that we knew the Obi-Wan Kenobi series was coming But we didn't know anything Obi-Wan Yeah That's a name I've not heard in a long time
2: Come here, my little friend (laughs) Hello there It's
1: going to be a movie at the time, right? I th- no, I think we have known it was going to be a TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it
2: was a movie. Okay. So venture on.
1: Um, I have a list of all of the projects that are coming out. Oh, fantastic! We're gonna we're gonna talk about them individually. I want to get your thoughts and your feelings about it. And well, yeah, we're just gonna have a nice little chat. hell yeah. So we're gonna take a little break from our normal you know, burn down warrior, the- yeah, burn-, burn it all. <laughs> yeah. Burn- <laughs> we're going to take Build it up from that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, we talked, I mean, we started off with the video games. Um, there's some good things in the works for the video games. And I got to say, I'm going to put this out there. Anyone that's listening. That's a star Wars fan. I need, I need you guys to come together right now and we need unity around this. We need Republic Commando 2. Hmm. We need Republic Commando 2. There was a sequel in the works, and it got canceled. What? <laughs> yeah, so... I well, never you played know, you the know. first one. I never played the first one. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's a mistake. So as an, as an outsider, what's, what's your selling point? Why? Why do I so need the Republic Commando 2? The, Re- the Republic Commando game came out in 2005, uh-huh. and it was fantastic. It was gritty. And it was the squad, like the squad tactics and all that were fantastic. Like it didn't have some of the polish of maybe like a Call of Duty at the time. But like just from a gameplay and story perspective, it was an amazing Star Wars game. And they set it up perfect for a sequel. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a huge cliffhanger. And then they were in uh, progress of making a sequel. And for whatever reason, it got canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Republic Commandos are straight up a badass. Yeah, dude. The commanders are fucking sick, dude. They and, have all the same
2: powers as Battlefront 2 ish.
1: Yeah, pretty much. The whole like, you know, in Battlefront 2, how they have that thing that like uh it's like a force field that they, they can yeah, push yeah, people. Shield. Yeah, they don't there's they, they don't have that, yeah. but well, I would highly recommend you can get the game like brand new for like ten bucks. can you get it and,
2: on Xbox One marketplace? Yeah. yeah. Oh that's and it's backwards compatible, that's yeah. Nice.
1: So, like, seriously, it's like a, it's kind of a shorter campaign. It's Mm -hmm. like five, six hours. They Mm -hmm. had multiplayer back in the day. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's not multiplayer anymore. Totally worth a playthrough if you haven't played it and you're a Star Wars fan. It's such a good, it's like, man, one of the best Star Wars games for real. And that's, that's one of my big thing. Like, I love the, the commandos are so cool because they're different Mm -hmm. and there's not, there's not much about, they wrote some books. I just finished the last Republic Commando book there was five of them um and so those were all good too any we're going to move on yeah. to the projects here so yes. the first one we're going to talk about is the one of the only movies that was openly like revealed and that's called Rogue Squadron it's going to be directed by Patty Jenkins who did has done all the Wonder Woman movies so far and um as far as we know, it's going to be focused on like post rebellion, um, post you know, galactic civil war, so empire rebels after that. And we all are hoping that it's going to be focused around like you know, wedge and because mm. he was in, he was the leader of rogue squadron. <laughs> so, um, I'm hoping for like a Top Gun esque Star Wars adventure. Yeah. Out of that, yeah, one. that'd be cool. Um, back in the day, did you ever play it? Was like back on computer, I think it was uh, the X Wing and TIE Fighter video games. Nope, but I did play N64
2: so, Rogue Squadron,
1: yeah. There, so you're familiar with the idea. Like, I mean, I think this one has a lot of potential to be a different story. And like I said, Top Gun, like Star Wars Top Gun is the way I think about it, and with the the stuff that they're doing with um. Like in The Mandalorian, they're using mostly props. Mm-hmm. That's not as much CGI. Like, God, it has so much potential to be so cool. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, yeah, Rogue Squadron. What do you think? I don't know anything about it. I, I
2: am confused as to why that's the only movie that's been released, but I think they're so high on the shows, and the shows are doing so well that the main, yeah. main content's going to be shows. Um, I think... Yeah, I don't know. I don't have very many thoughts on Rogue Squadron at this point. <laughs> it's
1: supposed to come out in like uh, theaters Christmas twenty twenty three is when it's slated yeah, it's to so come out. So far away. But mm-hmm. and, and to be fair, like I said, this is the only movie that they have officially announced. Mm-hmm. We we have the rumor mill is pretty intense. Like there are you know other movies in production, but they're just not really like in the near future type thing. So. There are more movies coming. We just don't really know about it. We had The and, the High Republic coming. So The High Republic, that's a whole different thing. That's like books, comics. We don't know if they're going to do movies around it or oh, not. They could. They we just... There, there's been nothing announced. Um, there was one other thing announced, though. Um, so Taika Waititi, who did Thor Ragnarok and a couple episodes of Mando Season mm-hmm. 1. Um, there is an untitled film that he is the, you know, he's the header on, so he's the director, whatever, for that. We know nothing about it. We know we don't know what it's going to be about. um But I'm assuming it's going to be, I mean, he's, everything he's touched in the last five years has been gold, so. Yeah. um His episodes of the Mandalorian were good. And yeah. It's probably so, going to be a Marvel Star Wars crossover. That'd be stupid.
2: I'd hate it, but <laughs> Marvel's going to the multiverse, so uh, anything's possible. I hate, no, I hate it. Cool. I hate all it. All right, moving on.
1: I like that you thought of, of that. I like where your head's at. But no, like-
2: it's stupid. I agree it was stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, yeah, moving on. Yeah. We don't know anything about Taika Waititi's film, but that's on the docket for at some point. Yeah. Um, <sighs> The one we are really all waiting for, for real, for real, The Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh yes. So there's (laughs) um, there's been a lot more that's come out about this. Um, It's gonna the whole series. It's gonna be between like six to nine episodes. I think Mm -hmm. that not nothing confirmed yet. I heard six Mm. was more likely. Six like hour to hour and a half long episodes. Which like okay. Mm give it that's basically a trilogy of movies (laughs) my body is ready (laughs) my emotions are not yeah really i don't yeah (laughs) so um yeah ewan mcgregor has been talking about this a lot he's talking about you know what he's excited about what they're kind of looking forward to and it's going to be about 10 years after uh return or revenge of the sith And so he's going to be on Tatooine, but he said it doesn't sound like it stays on Tatooine the entire time. Uh So it sounds like it's going to be some more adventure. That's dope. I think this is the one
2: clearly I'm most excited about, and I've been thinking about it pretty hard. Just envisioning doing the whole fan theory thing, which inevitably sets people up for disappointment. Um but hopefully not with the headers that are on the show they've done such a good job with Mandalorian just being unexpected and, mm. but also staying true to star Wars. I yeah. really hope I'm Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader.
1: That's a huge deal. The fact that he's coming back yeah. after, and I think that it's interesting. He got so much hate when the prequels came mm-hmm. out, but like they, the prequels have really aged well. aged so well. And he like, some of the some of the scripts were cheesy and whatever, but like I think he did exactly what we needed for Anakin, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like looking back at the prequels, that's what we that's what we wanted. Yeah. That that's what we needed. But he got so much hate. But yeah, he's coming Man, back. For as far as like the, the, the script series. and the way
2: they acted though, and the way the actors and everything laid out in the prequels. I just watched Return of the Jedi again over the course of this week. And it's all very similar. Like, the dialogue is kind of cheesy. It's very soap opera-y. Mm. It's very set. Like, I don't know. They're very similar in more ways than we
1: saw at the when we first watched the prequels. For sure. Well, I mean, it's a space opera. That I mean, yeah. George has said that. It's a space opera. So, yeah, it's a little cheesy. But that's kind of what we love about it, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, of course.
2: I mean, you got the Luke in there. But um, I think... The, what I'm looking forward to most out of this is discovering what the relationship and dynamic is going to be between Obi Wan and Darth Vader at this point. If they do fight, is there going be, to be any sort of emotional connection or some sort of There's like reconciliation? Be. Or like, are we going to see details like Anakin's survival in the suit? Like, are we going to see him without the suit on, like in a back to tank, or like things like that? Flashbacks, that are be, yeah, flashbacks. Does he like ever? discover go into like things with padme or does he have any feelings about luke or Leia? As you even know they're mm-hmm. alive like is anything going on mm-hmm. there like all the details that they can explore um is is exciting to me and also yeah. they're gonna it's reported they're gonna have some fights so yeah uh
1: the, it's been titled the rematch of the century between yeah. darth vader and obi-wan um yeah. which i mean yeah i would I am just hopeful that they do it justice. I'm excited about it. I don't really know where it's going to go, but I know that they're utilizing some of the technology from Mandalorian and how they're filming. So, and that, like, uh, if anybody doesn't, if you haven't seen like the, uh, behind the scenes of Mandalorian, like how they they've utilized sets. They're not using CGI. They have like all these flat screen panel TVs in a big circle in it. So they make the set. And then it's projected on these TVs, so the actors are actually like acting in the in the set. You know what I mean? And the light is hmm. real, and the shadows are real, and all that. Um, they build like the the ground and whatever. They do all that, but everything else, it's not CGI. It's like, well, and I shouldn't say all of it, but you know what I mean. Like most of it is this really innovative way to to film without all the green screen. So they're going to be using. Cool. They're going to be using that. And Deborah Chow is gonna be directing. She directed some episodes in Mando season one, um, which most of Mando season one was pretty dope. So I don't remember exactly which ones she did, but that's gonna be cool. I think it's safe to say everyone is excited to see Ewan McGregor come back as Obi Wan yeah. because he really like fleshed that character out in such an amazing way.
0: Because mm. we he didn't get Star Wars. I mean, we
1: didn't get much of Obi Wan in in the original trilogy, really, but he was such an important character. Mm -hmm. So I remember making a big argument
2: how Obi-Wan is the most important character throughout all of Star Wars. I don't remember what my argument was, mm -hmm. but really the prequels were all about him and his arc and his character as opposed to Anakin's.
1: Yeah, Obi-Wan was like, the thing about Obi-Wan in the prequels, he was like the perfect Jedi, right? But the problem was the Jedi at that point were not, and like Yoda knew this, you know what I mean? Like they, they knew they were severely compromised. Yeah. They were compromised. Their values were the fact that they were okay with using a clone army and just like cannon fodder. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. anyway, um, one of my big hopes for this series is that Qui-Gon comes back in some way. Liam mm-hmm. Neeson comes back because yeah. I have always, he's always been one of my favorite characters in the Star Wars universe um he came back a little bit in the clone wars tv show and like just he was such an interesting character that i think if he would have lived it would have he would have changed the game for sure Mm -hmm. um because he was like a he was like a rogue jedi you know but he was so wise in the force you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i hope that qui-gon comes back in some way just because i'd love to see i'd love to see him in live action even if yeah, it's again. just
2: one more time.
1: Just one more as time as a force ghost or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, Obi Wan has to learn how to become one with the force so he can come back as a force ghost.
2: Yeah, and at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Yoda's like learn to commune with him. Exa- exactly. Exactly. With yeah. so it would, it would
1: totally set it up. Right. So I hope that that happens. Yes. Um, the next big one. The next big one is the Ahsoka TV show. Um, so anyone who watched Mando season two is familiar with Ahsoka Tano at this point, And anyone who previous to that watched either the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. Um, it was really funny though. Like all these characters that came into Mando season two, if you hadn't seen Clone Wars or Rebels, it was like, who are these people and why are they so important? But anyone who right. had watched these animated series were like going out of their damn minds. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I even, I've even watched
2: like 20% of Rebels, maybe, and, you know, here and there episodes of uh, Clone Wars and then the last season of Clone Wars, and, like, I was pretty fucking pumped that, mm-hmm. A, we saw Ahsoka live action, and she was badass, and, like, we were just so deprived mm-hmm. of good lightsaber action mm-hmm. that it was freaking awesome. And then at the end where she... You know, was looking we've revealed she's looking for grand, grand Admiral Thrawn. Who uh, also that, that blew the you know blew the fucking
1: roof off. Thrawn, like I think this series is gonna be focused around her search for Thrawn and Ezra. <laughs> so if you watch Rebels, you know who Ezra Bridger is, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole yeah. anyway. But Thrawn, I will talk about because Thrawn, he was uh, he was brought in to Star Wars in the early 90s in a trilogy of books that took place around the same time. Uh, they were like set, I think they were set 10 years or so after Return of the Jedi. Um, but Thrawn was one of the Imperial holdouts and he's this tactical genius. And he learns about his enemies through their art and their music and mm-hmm. their, you know, just their culture in general. And that makes him like just almost impossible to beat. So the three books are mainly focused around Thrawn and um, the characters that we let you know, Luke, Leia, Han, Luke, or uh, Leia and Han's family, stuff like that. Fantastic stuff, but they decanonized that. So Thrawn wasn't canon until Rebels came around and they brought Thrawn into Rebels. And again, Thrawn was just a fucking badass in Rebels. And Mm -hmm. so now they brought him into canon. They've written some more books about Thrawn um, that have been really good. But I think that the Ahsoka show is going to be focused around her search for Thrawn and Ezra. Because if you've seen the end of Rebels, you'll understand that they were together. But we don't know what happened to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Dave Filoni is writing the whole thing. And it's going to be produced exclusively by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Which is great amazing because yes, mu- music to our ears because they do a great job yeah and the thing like dave's been around for you know eight years now doing you no know, no longer than that you know 2008 clone wars came out so man 13 years and dave worked with george lucas so like dave is known as kind of the prodigal son of star wars and then you have john favreau who like the dude's got talent in just making these stories and being loyal to it. Like, he started Iron Man. Anything that guy touches is good, too. Yeah, he had Elf. Elf, Chef, Iron Man. Chef. Mm-hmm. He, you know yeah. what I mean? So, all those, all that, all that. And there's plenty more. Of that. But anyway, so they're doing, they're the executive producers of Ahsoka, which is just going to be one season. Um, But it's probably going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the next one. Which we were introduced to this in Mando season two, but it's gonna be called The Rangers of the New Republic. Um, and that's gonna be set in the timeline of The Mandalorian. So I think it's in like season three. You get these X Wing pilots that land to talk to Kara Dune, who's that ex rebel drop trooper, and um, they convince her to become like a marshal or a ranger for the New Republic. Um, But these, that's what these guys do. They go, they're on like, they're in the outer rim. They're trying to, you know, solve some of these mysteries that are going on and they even set it up. Like something's not right out here. Something's Mm -hmm. not right. Which we obviously know that the first order kind of came back to power in the outer rim territories and the unknown regions of, of the galaxy. So the Ranger, I, there's not much detail on it, but the Rangers of the new Republic is going to be focused a lot on them. I would guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, again, that's going to be Dave Filoni and John Favreau, um, live action, not animated. Um, we don't have many other details besides that right now. Looking so. at it, I thought off the bat that it was going to be animated. Just looking at the, the title
2: and the way it was laid out. I was like, that's an animated, but being a live action, kind of similar to the rogue <laughs> squadron movie. I think it could be a cool segue uh, to learn how the First Order kind of rose yeah. in the power and the outer rims and things like that.
1: Otherwise, because that was set up in Mando, right? They say yeah, yeah. like we saw, you know, there's the they're, they're trying to clone Palpatine. Mm-hmm. They're trying to clone Snoke. And so it was set up like something is right. happening. There's shit going on. I, that's why th- a lot of these shows
2: are going to be some sort of segue or making little connections to how Palpatine even was able to come back. What the cloning process is, and like what, how they even rose to power, how he got all these like this giant army on Exegol. Mm, so like yeah, none of those things yeah. were answered in the movies, so it, it was dumb and we didn't buy it. So hopefully these shows can kind of
1: make Maybe, pieces. Yeah. Like, like, what if in the next like five six years, this like all of these shows that connect some of these dots, yeah. they change the they change the sequel. Yeah, for, for I us. think probably yeah it would make sense. Um, what's interesting too, I didn't mention this in the Ahsoka one, but I think that um like Moff Gideon from Mando i my theory is he's working for Thrawn mm. because he reports to somebody and um in the episode with Ahsoka in Mando she's fighting that person uh, i can't remember you know who the villain's name yeah. was but she worked for Thrawn as well so I think that all of that is going to tie in and then Thrawn somehow is going to come into play with the first order, but who knows how they're going to do it. But I think that's, I think that's what's going to happen. Hmm. So yeah, Rangers of the new Republic. I have, it's going to be like a, like a kind of like, I bet it's going to be like a Sherlock Holmes, like investigation or like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. Some sort of Mystery mysteries. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. The next one we don't know much about. Um, is uh called Lando, (laughs) and this is going to be focused obviously around Lando Calrissian. Um, it's gonna be, we don't know who the main actor is. Obviously, we hope it's going to be Donald Glover, who was Lando and Rogue uh, uh, Solo, yeah, which he was great as Lando, Mm -hmm. like honestly, that was one of the best parts of that movie. But we, I don't know, I'm not super excited about it, I don't feel a huge pull to that story, but it, I'm sure it'll be interesting. Yeah, we're all going to watch these, but I, uh, I think out of all
2: of them. Lando is kind of when I was like, "Yeah, I guess they're just making up a story or something, you know? Yeah. I If they do it right, maybe it'll be cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like the solo movie, like a uh,
1: cool side story, I guess. Didn't need it. Yeah. But cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm good to move on if you yep. are. I don't have much to say about oh, that. One. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> so the next one it's called Andor. Uh, mm. Andor is a tense, nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy and is set to arrive on Disney Plus in 2022. Um, Diego Luna, who will be reprising his role of rebel spy Cassian Andor from Rogue One, uh, will be... It's So there's going to be a bunch of people that were in Rogue One that are coming back in this series. So the uh, the actors who played... Mon Mothma is coming back and Mon Mothma is obviously a big person in the rebel Alliance that was good for the, uh, the new Republic. And so, yeah, we don't know too much about it, but um, Alan Tudyk, who played K2SO, the big black Imperial robot, Mm -hmm. um, who was hilarious in that movie. And he was like the killer robot, which is awesome. He said, he's not going to be in season one. So Mm. we know he's not going to be in season one. However, he he's like ninety nine percent sure he's gonna end up in the show. So it sounds like it's gonna be set like maybe two years, three years before Rogue One. Which obviously, if you guys watch Rogue One, you know how that ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it'll be. I think that'll one that'll be cool. It's, Rogue One was uh, a cool movie. Yeah, so. out of, I think this is the one that.
2: Uh, i'm oddly most excited about that i don't know anything about it like i'm familiar with obviously ewan mcgregor and and the obi-wan series ahsoka and but this one is like this is like totally new characters that are deeply involved in the star wars story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think that's pretty cool and it's characters new characters that we really like like new movies all the new characters besides kylo ren ben solo Cassian and these characters in Rogue One were the most relatable, the ones that people really for bought sure. into. Like, Rogue One, we got nice. them for one movie. yeah. <laughs> like, right. And I think Rogue One was probably, honestly, my favorite new movie out of all the new mm-hmm. Star Wars movies, uh, if we kind of yeah. broke them down. So, I think it's,
1: it's pretty cool they're doing a series on them. Yeah. Um, production kicked off. It's like I said. It's set to come in 2022, so production started like two months ago. Yeah, they've. actually is, seen some behind the scenes filming and stuff. It mm-hmm. looks, looks pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Um, so the next one that we don't know really anything about, besides when it's set, <laughs> we don't. Kind of, we don't know anything about any of them. <laughs> right, but they're they haven't released any details, which is cool. Like yeah. we know that these things are coming, but we don't know really what the story is going to be. Yeah. Um, this one is called the Acolyte. Uh, and the Acolyte is going to be a mystery thriller that takes place like in the high re- in the final days of the High Republic era. So, era. so like moving into the Phantom Menace sort of times. It's not like a prequel to the Phantom Menace, but it's like moving into the Phantom Menace era. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be focused on the dark side. Mm. Um, So I think this is going to be really interesting. I have a feeling this is going to be a very like kind of trippy, very like, uh, I don't know. I'm thinking like mythological, like there's going to be a lot of lore dumped in this for the dark side, which we haven't gotten much of Mm -hmm. in star Wars, which dude, hell yeah. That sounds cool.
2: Yeah. I think so. exploring the dark side and having a main character as a dark side character that you actually follow um, and kind of see their, that doesn't turn to the view. light side. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that can be pretty, pretty cool because throughout star Wars, it's always pitted. I mean, Luke versus Vader, Kylo versus mm-hmm. Ray and, you know, Darth Maul, whatever versus Obi-Wan, but it's never been kind of following the dark side characters through his stuff and having those yeah. Jedi as really, really as a side piece. so I think that could be pretty Mm -hmm. cool I think I don't know anything about it either I haven't really even thought about this one much but um, if they're doing uh, Doctor Strange Madness in the Multiverse that's Mm -hmm. supposed to be kind of like a trippy scary
1: Marvel movie I think that's kind of what I'm thinking might mirror something like that yep I'm kind of I hope that they do that because that would I think that'd be really cool Mm -hmm. um so yeah, that's pretty much all we know about that as of right now. Um, so the next one, and this is the this is the one that's going to be coming out the soonest. So it's sometime in 2021, don't know when, but the Bad Batch animated series. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyone who knows about the uh, Bad Batch, they were in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, and basically what they are is experimental and elite clones. So they have You know super strength and then they can do they're kind of like mutants sort of like that's kind of what they're they were genetically mutated to have these incredible you know leadership skills and strength and shooting and whatever smarts smarts yep exactly so they are sort of like the clone they're they are a clone commando squad but they're like totally totally different and this is going to be really interesting because this series takes place like order 66 and right after order order 66. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't look like uh, like they're going to, it looks like in the, the trailer that we got, they're fighting against other clones. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like they either weren't implanted with the control chips that. All the other clones were, or they were able to figure out a way to like steer clear of order 66. Um, fennec shand from the mandalorian the sniper that boba fett uh befriended uh she's in this she's gonna be in the animated series voiced by the same actress who by the way that was the one who she voiced mulan in the original mulan movie that's cool i didn't know that but yeah that was cool yeah real stud yep she's also like 60 years old yeah fucking stud she's out there like running on rocks and jumping over shit and anyway (laughs) Um, so, yeah, that I'm I'm super excited about that because obviously I like the animated series and the Bad Batch, uh, the Bad Batch, like four episodes we got of them in season seven was fantastic. Yeah, they were a cool bunch.
2: I see them as like
1: almost contracted
2: hitmen, almost like Boba Fett in a way where they don't really yeah, fall right. on either side, um, but they have a lot of good morality about them, even though they're
1: deranged in some ways. So that's should be an exciting little show. They have their own way of doing things and they get the job done that other clones couldn't. Um, Okay. Here's the next one. We got Star Wars visions. Um, So this one is really interesting. I don't think, I think it's going to be one season and it's going to be all new creative takes on Star Wars. And as of right now, they're going to be short films through the lens of the world's best anime creators. Mm. So it's going to be like anime, Star Wars, short films. And I, there's not really any other details besides that, but um, I, I'm excited about this, but at the same time, I, I'm not sure I will watch it, but anime's never really been my cup of tea. Although I did love Dragon Ball Z and Gundam wing and, Pokemon and stuff like that. But. <laughs> so you like anime. <laughs> I like some anime, I guess. You like mainstream anime. I think it's just yeah. a way to reach out to a new fan base of anime. Yeah.
2: So that's cool. It's for like that, some fresh yeah. yeah, culture. Yeah. I won't right. watch it
1: probably. I don't like anime. Yeah. I'll I'll just check it out, see if it's any good. Um, so yeah, that one's interesting. The next one is called Star Wars a Droid Story. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: that's what I was waiting for.
1: This one is it looks like it's going to be a little bit more, uh, like for kids and um, like younger kids. Oh, it's going to be this epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by the legendary duo of R2D2 and C3PO. Hell yeah. Um, and it's going to be an intersection of animation and visual effects. Hmm. They're working with uh, Industrial Light and Magic, which is Lucasfilm's visual effects team. They did all the amazing stuff for the original star wars movies and then also the mandalorian which the man i mean they did some amazing things for mandalorian so um yeah i don't know i i love that they're bringing r2d2 back and c3po back in sort of main character roles that'll be interesting mm-hmm. but yeah we'll see i don't know i don't know what to say. i don't have much to say about it man this is going to be awesome this is going to be
2: a huge story i can just feel it <laughs> Jess
1: is really, good. I wonder Jess though, is gonna like this one. Yeah. It's going to be cutesy. She'll like it. Yeah. Um, they did a droids cartoon back in the eighties mm. and a lot of like, so like the battle droids that we got in the prequels and stuff like that came from this droids show, which was awful. Like, but objectively was not a good, mm-hmm. was not good star Wars material, but they did take some of that material and bring it mm. into, you know better yeah. ways. So. I mean, shit, they yeah. made, they made Wally,
2: and it was awesome. So I mean, dude, Wally
1: was legit. I believe <laughs> I believe they're actually going to do a good job with this. It's
2: going to be a fun little thing.
1: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. There's no timeline on it, but um, take your time, baby. Make it right. Yeah, me. Ma- yeah, make it right. Uh, Lucasfilm was doing some other stuff. Well, actually, forgot one big one: uh, the book of Boba Fett. So that was announced at the end of Mando. Season two, and um, it's going to be focused on Boba Fett. He's going to be the crime lord, it looks like. And it, it I mean, having Boba Fett back, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian a little bit, but having Boba Fett back in Star Wars, um, even though we didn't get many details to like his return, man, so badass, so good, really cool,
2: but also in some ways underwhelming because there were so many other storylines going on in Mando.
1: But think about when when they brought Boba back in that fr- in that episode where you see Slave One flying in, mm-hmm. and then he just fucks shit up. He's oh, yeah. got he's got rockets blasting out yeah. of his knees. He's got like he's just taking down stormtrooper. That was what we all wanted. Like Boba Fett was in Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi briefly, but he was supposed to be like this badass character. Yeah, and we've we've tur- as fans have turned him into this big character. Yeah and he got dude the like five minutes were and tamira morrison who's the actor for boba fett and Django fett he was doing all the the action man so brutal so good like everything we wanted out of boba mm-hmm. fett and
2: i think that's true when when you bring that up now and and watching that scene where he's killing those stormtroopers like yeah that, I, I looked at jess and i was like holy shit like this is star wars This is the most brutal Star Wars (laughs) I've ever seen. Because he was, like, smashing skulls and, like, destroying guys. Yes. Um, So it was, like, you know, Star Wars traditionally, like, you shoot a stormtrooper and they're just like, oh, and, like, there's no (laughs) blood or anything. Force Awakens introduced blood into Star Wars, I think. But even in The Last Jedi, like, destroying the the red, the guards at Snoke's palace or whatever, Mm -hmm. his ship, like, they did that on purpose. They made him red to cover up any like of the more violent tendencies mm-hmm. of, of fighting and getting your head chopped in. Yeah. Cause you know, <laughs> they're red and they just like, you know, it's red. They're red. They, they messed disappear. up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. Boba Fett at that point, yeah, he was, he was a bruiser and that was cool. Um, I, I just felt, you know, we can be picky. I just felt like his return was a little underwhelming because Grogu was such a polarizing, like, and yeah, and just the he was main shadow by yeah, the Jedi. Exactly. It was like, like what all the other coming. stuff going on. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I think um, Bo- Book but... of
2: Boba Fett's going to be cool. I hope they bring Maul into it as he's
1: like crime lord, mm. syndicates, mm-hmm. and just underworld Star mm-hmm. Wars. So. Yeah, cuz at that point, I mean, Maul was still in the game. He was still mm-hmm. in the underworld like doing yeah. his thing. He so was Crimson build- Dawn. Was, he was building at this point. It was, this would be before Solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it could go a lot of different ways seeing Slave One again in live action seismic charges seeing mm. boba fett his new paint job on his on his armor yeah was just legit so um yeah book of boba fett is that's going to be next year mm-hmm. so I, we're not going to get mando season three until 2022 but we're getting book of boba fett next year um because they want to give that I, they were going to release them both but i guess they want to give book of boba fett like it's do kind of thing and yeah. they don't want to get lost in the the mix um not star wars but it is Lucasfilm. film uh another indiana jones movie is going to be coming out in 20 july 2022 harrison ford's coming back and likely this is going to be the last time that we see harrison ford in indiana jones and Harrison Ford, not that he has any control over this, he said like there is no Indiana Jones after me. Mm-hmm. There, it's never gonna. I am Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. like <laughs> which is right. So, yeah, I mean, I if they, I hope they never recast Indiana Jones because they shouldn't. Yeah, it uh, never turns into like a James Bond type of thing. Yeah, I didn't mind the last Indiana Jones was like kingdom of the crystal skull and that was like 2008 or something i actually didn't mind most of it i liked it it got a little ridiculous at times but dude i don't know seeing harrison ford in these classic roles he's just so good and you just know you know you never know when it's gonna be the last time right he he's the bright spot in star wars that whole sequel trilogy
2: him and ben solo because Mm. they nailed that like at first we're like he doesn't look anything like han solo but then in the details of their mannerisms and how
1: mm-hmm.
2: how how he acted as Kylo Ren and then and Rise of Skywalker as Ben Solo, like watching Return of yeah. the Jedi, where the they trick them, uh they're on Endor and Hans at the bunker at the bunker, and Han Solo tricks them, the Empire, to come out. Like, yeah, hey, we can't we do that shoulder them. shrug. The shoulder shrug <laughs> right?
1: He's like, eh. And then in Rise <laughs> of Skywalker, obviously when Ben Solo gets the lightsaber from Ray and he's like, eh? Like all the Knights of Ren are like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? And then he's just like, yeah, okay, dude, (laughs) it was just so
2: many good details like that. And Han Solo in Force Awakens was so true to his character and so good at it. That was the best one. Yeah, he was he he was so good. Um, and yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, the aliens part, like it gets too big at some point. I was, you
1: know, I was okay with the way they went with the aliens. Like, all right, I got it. I didn't like how they portrayed, like, these Russian – I thought it was just – there was too much of a – it felt like I was uh, – what was that Kingdom – the King Kong movie that Peter Jackson did with Jack Black and mm. Adrian Brody. Yeah, there It was like – it felt too much like uh, they were trying to do with all the creatures and stuff they were pulling in, mm. like uh, the ants, the big fire ants and yeah. all that type – anyway, but – Overall, I didn't I didn't mind that movie. A lot of people hated it. I didn't mind it. I thought Shia LaBeouf was really good in it too. Yeah. So anyway, Shia, um, wasn't Shia LaBeouf his son? Yeah. Hmm. Yep. His mom had died. Uh, Harrison's, you know, yeah, slam piece yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She passed Harrison's, away. You mean Indies? Indie, yeah, indie. So that's the same person. Um, but yeah, so new Indiana Jones. I hope they I hope they do good with it, bring it back down to Earth.
2: It's kind of like the Ice Age series, like it got bigger and bigger, and eventually (laughs) now the fucking squirrel was in space, (laughs) like (laughs) planting his nut on an asteroid, and all of a sudden now the asteroid's coming towards Earth, and the mammoth has Ah! to run away. Like
0: it got too big.
2: It stopped being funny and believable.
1: Right. Yep. I completely understand that. Um, so real quick we i think we have to talk about mando season two and what that meant for star wars fans the star wars you know universe and just yeah i mean what happened i don't want to do spoilers but if you haven't seen it at this point then i don't feel bad um if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to this episode
2: (laughs) right what are you doing (laughs)
1: Yeah. Season two Mando was legit. Some of the best star Wars material we've ever gotten. And it like, even it, like take star Wars out of it. It was just good, like good entertainment. Good. Um, <laughs> very good. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to say. Cause every week, even like the episodes that you were kind of like, Oh, that wasn't quite as good. They were still good. <laughs> um, and it brought so much to the table, brought so much back into canon, and you got to meet characters like Ahsoka and Sabine, not Sabine, uh, Bo-Katan, and like the the character development for Mando, like phenomenal, Obvi- like just fucking phenomenal. And then Moff Gideon, great bad character, the de- the Dark Troopers, mm-hmm. Fantastic um all of the like music and effects and all of that just on point mm, so good and i still get like i listen to the, i get that music stuck in my head and it's stuck in my head for days <laughs> dude like, i um, will say the music um the last episode when
2: luke mm. is coming back from the x-wing like i get goosebumps every time every, every time, time. And then like his, every his single time shadow starts going through like the you know, if he first appears with the hood on and walks through security footage, and then music's hitting, and it's like, oh, dude, I got so fucking pumped. I, like, was by myself. Yeah. I I accidentally saw a little spoiler on Instagram. It was Mark Hamill posted yeah. it, and it was just his face. Yeah. It's like, see any good TV lately? I'm like, no! <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, fuck yeah! <laughs> so, like, I go, I have yeah. to go watch it at that point in mid-afternoon, and, like, when that scene started hitting, i like, Jumped out
1: of the couch, like hands on my head, like what? Like
2: X wing Mm. coming in? You know who it is?
1: And like, but you know what's crazy though? Like, yeah. So Luke came in. I was get like getting to that. Luke came in, and they're like, oh yeah, it's like one X wing flies to the end of the ship, and they're like, oh yeah, well great, one X wing. What's that Mm going to do? And then you see, the first thing you see is a hooded figure walking down the hallway, and you're like, that could be Luke, but it could be someone else. Like maybe it's somebody else. But it was that was all stupid like conjecture. It was always going to be Luke. He's the only Jedi left. Like Ahsoka's not a mm-hmm. Jedi. We don't know anything about Cal Kestis. Everyone's like, oh, it could be Cal Kestis from the Fallen Shut up. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, right. It and could be Mace. I knew as soon as yeah, right, dude. I would. I actually would have been okay with that. That would have been fucking would, awesome. See the purple mm-hmm. lightsaber. That, like this, <laughs> this party's bi- over. like uh, probably a bigger <laughs> bomb. Only bigger bomb drop
2: would have been
1: Mace. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I saw the gloved hand. I immediately knew because my dad was like, and my dad's a huge Star Wars fan. He's like, who is that? Who is that? I was like, dude, dad, that's Luke. Look at the gloved hand, the belt. And then they showed the lightsaber and the green. And I was like,
0: oh, God.
1: (laughs) It was so good. Like you said, the music, Uh man, like watching him cut through the dark troopers. The craziest part about it all. The hallway scene that he comes in and does all it, you know, he does all this crazy force yeah. stuff like force just like just crushes the dark trooper like a tin can. But the craziest thing about all this, dude, the emotional scene between Grogu and Mando mm-hmm. almost overshadowed all mm-hmm. of that. And like, man, just thinking about it, like I it I it's so, it was such a good moment because that's the cool thing about star wars is that, like it makes you feel something it makes you feel connected to mm-hmm. the universe and we had been yeah. missing that like even with like rogue one and like it was a good movie but like i didn't feel like that right. like emotional like when han solo dies in the force awakens you're like yeah, you no! really felt it yeah you know what i mean like even in rise of <laughs> yeah. skywalker when yeah. anakin and obi-wan are having yeah. their duel you like,
2: really felt that that's another that's- super emotional stake especially when they're yelling like i can't watch that movie has to be a uh, yeah, I don't watch very special occasion.
1: <laughs> but in, in the
2: Rise of Skywalker when we thought Chewbacca died like I was about to walk
1: out of the theater like yeah, I really right. really
2: hurt a lot.
1: Or when when Chewie Oh yeah, that's Leia probably a died. bigger like, one, yeah. The, because at that point he's lost right. everybody that he was close to like Han's mm-hmm. gone, Leia's gone, Luke's gone. And like that was probably one of my favorite yeah. parts of that whole movie. But Be- that's you know what, we what we always so wanted—the
2: whole thing that with emotional pull, like, exactly. Feel something. Show yeah. us something with the original
1: characters that isn't just like fucking them in the behind. Like, right. God. So getting that scene with Mando yeah. and Grogu, yes. where he takes off his helmet, mm-hmm. and like, dude, it's the the craziest thing too. Is like they're acting with a puppet, like Baby Yoda. Grogu is a puppet. <laughs> And the emotion that like that they can bring yeah. out of oh my god, like when he when he feels Mando's mm-hmm. face and like he took off his helmet in front of everybody, he didn't yeah. give a fuck because he's like, I've never seen you without mm-hmm. my helmet on, you've never seen me without my helmet on. Like it's a it was the perfect callback to yeah. Return of the Jedi, like let me look on with you my own, with my eyes. own eyes yeah and like dude it's yeah. just all of, and that's exactly i think that's what they were going for was that emotional connection to that really yeah. emotional scene at the, at the end of return of the jedi like i can't say enough how fucking amazing that was yeah, that's like really, that's a really good point because it's
2: it's george lucas always said it's poetry in a lot of ways they're rhyming things with each other like luke and vader with that and yeah now luke looked on right to that scene when you now he pulled off his helmet and you know, showed his face. And I like, didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, Luke's it, watching that. Yeah. Just
1: recently, he did that with Vader. So, mm. right. And I'm thinking, like, you know, Mando says, "I'll see you again. Mm-hmm. I promise." Like, here's my hot take, though. I hope this show. I hope the show is only four seasons long. Next season is going to be all about retaking Mandalore. So right now, Mando holds the dark saber, which means he's the rightful leader of the Mandalorian people because anyone with the dark saber they have the, mm-hmm. they have power. So season 3 is going to be like setting that up, right? It's going to be retaking Mandalore, figuring and and I think I don't think it's going to be a Jon Snow situation. I think Mando's going to take it because his character development, he went from like cold, ruthless mm-hmm. bounty hunter to like daddy. <laughs> 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> And so I think season three is going to be that. And at the end of season three, somehow they're going to bring Grogu in. I, yeah, don't, know. I, don't, know. I don't know. Like, what relevance um, could he be at this point? Like, but that's, a, I, I don't think Disney leaves Grogu with it. Like, he makes too much yeah, money. Right, you right, know right. what He's I mean? so like, popular. Yeah. But we didn't know, we, Mando was so hyped, and we didn't even know Baby Yoda was going to be a part of it. Until right, that. yeah, but we had no idea. One. So... And now they're like the whole retaking of Mandalore. I think the like the whole Mandalorian thing is really a, a cool subsection. And I think that they're gonna they're because they're talking about retaking Mandalore. Like that's all Bo Katan's thing was was like kill Moff Gideon, get the dark get the the cruiser like Moff Gideon's cruiser, and go. We're gonna go gather people to mm-hmm. retake Mandalore. Which like, yeah, I'm there for that. Fucking, yeah. I'm there for that. I want to I want to watch them go retake Mandalore because that's dope um and then season four i think is going to be them wrapping it up like wh- i don't know i mean who knows it's impossible to tell but mando and baby yoda are going to be on their own doing their thing i think like Grogu's going to become more of like his son and he's going to be like mando jedi mm-hmm. type thing but he's like uh, he's not he's going to be more mandalorian than jedi which, yeah, so I, th- I think I hope it's only four seasons. I don't want them to overdo it. And I, th- I think that's what's going to become. of. A- For how many other series they're pulling
2: out too. And I feel like it's only going to be four, four to five. I would totally agree with that. But they have so many other series going on. You don't want to run series simultaneously and think about season three is still a, over a year away. Season four is there's no reason to think as two, two three. or three years away. Like, yeah, these are years of people's lives and things like that so yeah Mm -hmm. i I would totally agree four seasons sounds
1: good and they i don't want them to overdo it they it doesn't need to be one of these things where it goes on for like i i want it to be right and for real for real they could end with season two yeah
2: i mean it could the show couldn't like i
1: I would i would i'd i'd be a i'd be a little set like i'm sad because you know it's done like what it he did exactly i mean sh- that's yeah he did what right he needed yeah, to I do mean, that was like, <laughs> the whole point so far is to deliver grogu to his kind right but the whole i think the 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 fact that they titled it you know the mandalorian it's it's about him grogu came into it and was obviously a fucking like cultural you know revelation but ultimately the show is about din and his journey as the mandalorian and like his character development over season two, like he has become, you know, he moved on from this child of the watch, who like the Death Watch, which is a extremist cult in the Mandalorian society, to now he's understanding more of like what it means to be a Mandalorian. And because that's what it is, like uh, uh, in, in Star Wars lore, like Mando, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, what creed, you, like you can be a Mandalorian. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. the foundlings, right? So, um, that's a huge part, even in stuff that's not canon anymore. Uh, that's a huge part of Mandalorian culture. So I think that if they, uh, you know, season three is going to be more focused on that. And I'm totally there for it. I'm excited. It would be exciting. Like, dude, can you imagine Mando sitting on the throne of Mandalore with his Beskar, like Beskar steel and his fucking dark saber, dude, man, that's a cool scene. Yeah, like King, King, King Din. Mando, you know, <laughs> Daddy Din, King Din. Yeah, so yeah, Mando season two. Yeah, and, and amazing. Yeah. The, I, I like each episode. I would like say that every episode. I think my least favorite episode was the one with the spider, the frog lady, and even that ah, though. Yeah, right. Where yeah. He was transporting right. her yeah. to the. Yeah, even that yeah. though was good. Like that was that was better than and almost. You know, every episode in season one, just it was the frog lady was kind of funny in some ways and like just a weird, weird, different character. Right. And I was there for I was there for the whole time. Every episode, I'd say, was at least an eight out of ten. Most of them were nine or ten out of ten. Easy. And so Mando season gave us the Luke Skywalker we always wanted to see. So. gave us the luke skywalker we always fucking wanted to see in post Mm -hmm. return of the jedi and mark hamill got to do some of it which was i I felt that was just Mm -hmm. and that felt good too it was like man they did mark hamill wrong you know what i mean well if they even included like
2: a quarter of that luke into the sequel series in the flesh uh (laughs) it would have been a lot different because I'm sorry, but like in the last Jedi, where he was forced projecting himself, was cool. But I didn't. That was a cool yeah, scene. I still. It's over. Ultimately, it means nothing. He didn't
1: have to die there either. Yeah, they, they killed him. So yeah, well, I, the Rise of Skywalker also came out. We're not going to talk about that too much because that's been two years now, basically a year and a half that that's been out. And um, I think the general consensus is that. It was a cool movie visually, but mm-hmm. like it was a jumbled mess. The more I watch it, the less I liked it. And the, so many plot holes that don't really make sense. But like we said, maybe with all these series coming out, like maybe they fill it in. Maybe they maybe they fill it make
2: in. something yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this has been very uh, invigorating.
1: Refreshing. <laughs> I thought a lot of fun. Yeah. I think we should. If you guys have made it mm-hmm. to the end of this episode, uh, you're obviously a Star Wars fan, and yeah. we appreciate that. And we'd ask that you go and subscribe to the, the podcast and make sure you get every episode yeah. when it comes we out on Fridays. a lot of different things. And we're here for it. We're here for Star Wars. We're here for All the
2: stuff everything. and things, baby. So this has been uh, Corey <laughs> and Jared reminding <laughs> you that you can yeah. pee-pee without poo-poo, which you cannot
1: poo-poo without pee-pee. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here with us. And if you would consider sharing the Weekly Warrior with a friend or family member, that'd be pretty great, too. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rating and a short review. Also, check out our Instagram page at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more warrior content. Thanks again for being here with us. And we hope you'll join us next week when we discover the warrior within